0: Welcome back to Nights at the Oval Table. It's Andrew here on Ufa Radio and I'm joined by Mustang Lola, who goes by uh Lisbeth. Yeah, that's yeah. I said pronounce that correctly? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Just I was a little worried there, but yeah, Mustang Lola is what I what we've been corresponding as. So, um uh, thank you so much for uh for playing the song. That's the the first song you played there was April's Fool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um let's start I guess with other than the um the obvious joke on an April Fool. Uh, why? Why name the song "April's Fool"? You've told me a little bit in email about what the yeah, song's about, but
1: it's a little bit elaborate story. So I'll try and keep, keep it short. <laughs> but uh, basically, I mentioned earlier that um, I was doing a February album writing challenge. I had to write fourteen songs in twenty-eight days, which
0: is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and I I'm working as well, uh, thirty-two hours oh a week. Goodness. So that was really intense. <laughs> And um, uh, my boyfriend is writing a book and he was supposed to write a book in like half a year but he has been doing it for two years now and um, (laughs) I was really bummed about it because it was supposed to be done in April but then he said no, it's not going to be April but it's going to be October so then um, it got bigger and bigger and he just kept pushing it off off. off, which is okay and I'm really, really proud of him but uh, at that point I was really bummed about it so uh, the promise of yeah, April being the month that we could do cool things together again was uh, um, pushed back again. So, so the book was sort of
0: occupying all of his time? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, which yeah. is
1: really cool because it's a really cool project and I'm really proud. <laughs> but but it's also... Also yeah. really time consuming and um, um, sometimes uh, uh, not a lot of time to do fun stuff together. Absolutely. So uh, I felt a little bit like uh, I was the April's fool. Mm. Um and it's not like in a really, really depressing way, but mm. um, uh, it's not a big problem or anything. But I was doing the the writing challenge, so that's something that I went along with and wrote a song about, yeah.
0: So in the 14 songs that you wrote over the course of February, which I will again say is a ridiculous amount of songs, <laughs> um, did you wind up doing all 14? Did you Were you able to complete 14 yeah. songs for an album, yeah?
1: Yeah, I did, and... Um, uh, some were better than than others, and
0: <laughs> classic B sides. So, yes, yeah.
1: and some are just like immediately tossed away. And you have to put them on a website as well. It's like a pla- international platform, so it's really horrible because you have to finish the song. So if like halfway through a song, you're really not happy about it, you cannot really toss it away because you don't have time <laughs> to write oh, a new ones. So you have to put up songs online that you're super unhappy with, and, and that's really. The internet yeah. is
0: forever. Yeah, exactly. So if it's on the internet, no, yeah,
1: yeah, they're putting it down like the day before uh, February starts next year. Okay. So then everything is gone, and you just start yeah, they again. Say yeah, that, but it's
0: also the internet. Yeah, and as we know. I guess if said, you're a Russian hacker, then you probably
1: <laughs> can, can get a hold of it. <laughs> <Russian> yeah. <hacker>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, no. The reason I ask is because you you mentioned that your boyfriend was sort of working on this book that was supposed to take half a year, and now it's taking even more time. Yeah. And you were able to write. Maybe questionably, you were able to write a whole album <laughs> yeah. in a month. Yeah, okay. uh, I mean, not questionably in terms of if you did it, but questionably in terms of uh, the quality of the songs. But, of course, not every song is a hit. Some songs yeah. take more time to be reworked. True, but the yeah. fact that you did it, yeah. um, I mean, maybe you could rub that in your boyfriend's face a little bit and be like, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh, at the same time, it's also... Uh, quality that matters as well so yeah Yeah. so any of the so the april's fool that song came out of this writing session did any of the other songs that you're playing uh for us today any of the other two songs come off that writing session as well yeah i'm gonna
1: play another one it's called (laughs) unholy evening prayers Mm -hmm. and that's uh uh, one i wrote in the challenge as well and uh, the next song i'm doing is scene of the crime Mm -hmm. and that's something i wrote before i just Yeah, just finished it before I started the February thing. Yeah.
0: So, out of all the songs that you wrote for this this February album of the month, um, what or how many of the songs do you think you're going to keep in there, or just keep in general? We'll keep it broad Um, first.
1: I think I'm keeping. I think I'm already like playing a lot of them in shows. I think like six of them, and I'm gonna try and adjust a few songs here and there. So I think I probably. Uh, keep nine of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe even ten now, come to think of it. Yeah.
0: So, so six in their present form. Yeah. But with three or four more that could be yeah. sort of manipulated. Yeah. And then how are they playing over at shows? Because I'm assuming when you were writing them uh, in February, it was a lot of sort of in your room frantically strumming chords, yeah. trying <laughs> to put them together. So now that you're playing them out in, in the world, how are they uh, sort of sounding in, in, in a space with an audience. Oh, yeah,
1: that's super exciting because it's a lot of work to memorize all the words and the chords of 14 songs that you've just written. And I had a gig like a few days after February and I really wanted to to sing a few new songs because I was really proud of some of them. Um, And that was, yeah, that was really amazing because um, in your room, you're like not doing all of the dynamics in a song. So when you play it for an audience, then you get to explore like softer and louder and with more energy. And so the songs can can evolve a little bit more. So yeah. And you get the audience really well.
0: feedback. So you feel like what they're yeah. feeling. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And especially because um, I guess depending on the year, February is 28 days. yeah. So that's roughly a song every two days yeah. that you have to be done.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> which yeah. I still think is ridiculous. <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, a difference between your music and my and the music that I've made in the past is that uh, we talked about this earlier, but lyrics. so and you had already said you know you have to memorize lyrics. so yeah. um, you know how is that on top of that? You have to go out and now not just write the lyrics, but now you're you're singing them and playing them and trying to to remember them all. so yeah. how is that how's that sort of working out in in the the live scene now? <laughs>
1: sometimes it goes wrong <laughs> it goes horribly wrong yeah. but sometimes it doesn't and you just have to nail it one time and then it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then you're
0: fine. Yeah, I guess. So, what, what's the way that you sort of try to instantiate lyrics into your head? Like,
1: yeah, that was the 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 upside of having to record every song I wrote because you have to put it on on the online platform. Is that I could listen to it in uh, on my way to work in train or uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, guess, riding I guess on a bicycle? Already have them so, recorded. I've, yeah. So I've yeah. already had them online. So I've been just yeah. listening to my own voice for. A really long time, and then
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? Yeah. Do you find that weird? A lot of people. I mean, yeah. because I've do, been doing a lot of the podcasting through the Ufa Radio, I'm am used to the sound of my own voice. But a lot of people still get weirded out when they hear their own voice back. Is that something that weirds you out?
1: Yeah, because uh, it sounds different every time.
0: Really, well. different every time? <laughs> yeah, right. <Really? laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, don't you don't you see that? Like um, singing voices can be. It's, yeah, it's really. Um, uh, when you have a cold or true when you've been partying or yeah. or, or when you're super healthy yeah. or it's it it's different every time and uh you're your uh own uh most critic mm-hmm. audience. So you yeah. hear everything. So you hear so it's really yeah, you you um listen to it really detailed and really critical. So Yeah, I hadn't done yeah. with that. Again. like. Yeah, yeah.
0: like Usually for me, it's I I hear the difference between my sort of speaking voice because it's in my own head, and then when I listen back to it, I'm like, "Is that really what I sound like?" Yeah, I, I thought right? my voice was lower than that. Like, <laughs> yes, r- I r- thought r- it r- was more masculine. <laughs> yeah. No, turns out it's not <laughs> at all. <laughs> but uh, um, when I hear, like, I hear the difference between my my singing voice and my my speaking voice. But I guess I've never really noticed the changes between day to day singing. Yeah. Um, I mean. I know that my shower head is very impressed with my voice. <laughs> yes. But, uh, very happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I don't know that uh, uh, that I've listened to my recording of my voice. So that's very interesting that you yeah. say, that. like, you hear, hear the nuance in every. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, that's but really I have the cool. same thing
1: with, with the talking voice and the singing voice. My talking voice can be like really, really high and really like nasal. And people who have never heard me sing before always. Uh, can can never imagine that I have a singing voice because they just imagine my talking mm-hmm. voice only then louder and in a melody. And they're a little bit skeptic about yeah. <laughs> what that would sound like in a song, yeah.
0: Well, the first thing that I noticed about your singing voice is uh, you sound like you just landed in Amsterdam off of a plane from the US, from like the Midwest United, oh, Midwest, United yeah. States. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I knew you that you were... Uh, Um, at least Dutch I don't know if you're a resident or if you're from Amsterdam Um, I'm assuming you are based on the content of one of your songs (laughs) Um, but uh, and I also knew this because uh, um, the first email you sent me was in in Dutch in in correspondence yeah um, which I don't speak but uh, (laughs) but I was I was so where did you get the sound from because you sound like what I would call a gothic western Oh like, that's that's an that, awesome like, description. The, the term yeah. I've heard thrown around is Americana. Yeah. But I think it sounds a little bit more like uh like gothic western because you have this uh, this this haunting vibe yeah. but it's still very much like these these you're singing these blue notes so you're scooping your notes a lot when you hit um when you hit your uh, your pitches and and everything but it, I'm I'm I feel like I'm listening to country and western yeah. from from the United States. So where did you get the sound from?
1: Yeah, that's that's basically because my father always used to listen to Bonnie Raitt and John Prine and all the classic blues and country and folk artists, but all American, never British or anything, mm-hmm. or uh, never Dutch as well. Yeah. So I think that's where I got the basic from, and I listened to a lot of sleaze and a lot of rock and a lot of uh, indie rock and stuff like that. So I think that's where the where the gothic kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-
0: so, uh, I guess your influence comes from your dad then, yeah. what your, what your dad was listening to. Where did he pick this up? Like, oh I'm assuming God. he's a fan, but like, how did he become a fan of, of that kind of music and why that kind of music?
1: Yeah. I've never asked him. <laughs> um,
0: it's a journey of self-discovery yeah, it every is. time at the, at, yeah. the, at the oval table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This, I should ask him. Um, I don't know. I do know that a lot of it is from religious background. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gospel choirs and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think he also went to the record store when he was a young kid and just looked for the for the best album yeah, yeah, cover yeah. or anything. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this one looks yeah. cool. I'm
0: going to buy it. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, well, speaking of uh, choirs in your songs, one of the things that, um, that happened when you sent me some of the demos was uh, – you had, they had a lot of effects and stuff that yeah. were added on reverb and uh, and sometimes you would, I guess, uh, layer on vocals. So you'd have uh, intertwining vocal lines of you singing two melodies uh, at the same time. So uh, when I brought you in, I was like, am I going to have to cope with um, more than one guitar and vocals? Um, so where did those effects come from and why what, why did you decide to put them on when, when earlier you had said you tend to mostly play just uh, with you and a guitar?
1: Yeah, but that's life. And I also play in a band. It's called Mustang Medicine. Okay. Um, and that's more like Americana, Americana rock. And mm. I kind of have like envisioned like a new sound. I call it sleazy Americana. Yeah. Um, um, so instead
0: of gothic western, we're going with sleazy, sleazy Americana. Well I like gothic
1: western as well. And I, I like I like the whole like ghosty kind of yeah. vibe. It comes and, across. Yeah, and 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 yeah, ghosty is reverb <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right
0: true yeah. true true. Yeah. yeah yeah um and that comes across really really uh really well what i was curious uh, where i was leading with that last question was uh uh none of the demos that i that i listened to had a, a gospel choir on them is that something that you would like to to throw down
1: um no i don't, I don't think so <laughs> no. really okay okay no no because i mentioned gospel because that's the musical background of my parents which yeah. kind of influenced me but i'm not i'm not super into gospel myself mm. or uh because
0: sometimes like uh especially with this haunting sound if yeah. you add a gospel choir on top you can get a really cool uh
1: if it could be really like cool a
0: effect, yeah. a
1: gospel choir of ghosts okay. well, maybe. <laughs> i'd know. be if down some yeah. Reaper,
0: maybe. <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome all right why don't we uh have a listen to your to the next song which uh you're gonna play which is uh scene of the crime yeah Uh, So let's have a listen to that. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, okay, so scene of the crime, this one you had mentioned to me before, mm-hmm. has uh, is about uh, a specific area in Amsterdam. Yeah. So why those specific areas in Amsterdam and, and what went down? What was the scene? Well, I mean, we know what the scene of the crime was, <laughs> but what went down? What was the crime?
1: Yeah, I, I used to live in the city center of Amsterdam, but I had to move because I couldn't pay for an apartment in a city center anymore. As of a lot of other people yeah. in Amsterdam can anymore. So I moved to the Belmer Southeast, uh, nearby Duiverdrecht station. Um, and everything was fine. But then one time I walked home and it was already a little bit dark. Oh, and it was already pitch, <laughs> pitch dark, actually. Um, and there was nobody on the streets. And then I got grabbed by someone oh, no. and pulled. And um, it went on for a few minutes, I guess. And I was dragged across the street like around the corner for meters and then suddenly he let go and I, I um, was a little bit start- startled that he let me go. And then I saw a police uh, officer on a motorcycle. So that's why um, he fled the scene of the crime. Yeah. Um, so ever since I already had like this really mm, um, not safe feeling uh, with the environment I'm living in. So I actually wrote a lot of songs <laughs> about yeah, yeah. about what happened and and how it felt after the incidents in the in my neighborhood yeah so uh so i'm kind of like uh living in a ghetto <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's yeah i mean we laugh but that's a super traumatic yeah, experience yeah. like, especially being dragged like physically yeah. dragged i don't know if you got lifted off your feet at all or if you just like
1: no grabbed me from be- behind yeah. so so i was like uh pulled yeah. um and yeah, it was, and it wasn't in winter, so it, it was a really long winter, this yeah. winter, so, but it's a lot of inspiration for lyrics and uh, for songs, and I wrote, like, a little bit more, like, slow, intimate songs about it, um, uh, but this is more, like, the uh, the hyped and the, the kind of uh, feeling that you're, like, had to be on edge, and you have to, like, check behind your back if there's anyone there and yeah. that's what this song is about yeah
0: that's great and uh, in the li- a lot of the lyrics that are in that song you talk about like sort of the immediate reaction the lights the yeah the, the way um you know your heart was was pumping and just that's crazy um I, I i'm i can't even sort of get over the what going through that something like that might feel like but do you find that writing uh music makes you feel or at least helps you express the i guess the trauma that came with an event like that.
1: Oh my God, yeah, so much. And I always assumed, and you always have music, and when you write songs, and you write lyrics, and you, especially for me, and a lot of musicians who only write about themselves, and their lives, and uh, stuff they they go through, um, I always kind of knew that it had a, like a healing power. But now it was really obvious, because if you write something down, then you have to think about how am I going to um, tell the story in my own words? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part one of, of your yeah. therapy and then you have to write it down you have to get a melody and the feeling has to be right and then you're going to sing it. So, and every time you sing it, you're like re-experiencing, um, um, the incidents and every time it gets easier to sing about it. So it's like kind of a therapy where you get confronted with
0: yeah, I was gonna what ask, happened. Yeah. I was going to ask, like when you have to re-sing it, um, does it, do you sort of like relive the trauma or does it become easier to confront? As, in the beginning you, it
1: was difficult yeah, yeah. and then if, if you keep doing it because it's um it's something that you're you, you tend to do because it's something that you want to do so and then when you do it more often then it gets easier and then yeah i think it really 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 helped me it's so awesome yeah
0: when i when i look at you and i hear you it sounds yeah. like that you have at least uh uh began or started a healing process around the, that that uh, was this one of the songs that you wrote during the February album month?
1: Just before, just before, yeah. I was wondering if this. So was I the couldn't one that was count before. this one for yeah. the.
0: <laughs> so how much just before? Um, like are we talking like a day? Because if you wrote it a day before, no, I don't no, think no. anyone will fault you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no,
1: I wrote it in uh, in December, January.
0: Okay, so, so yeah. before, but not just yeah. before. No, not just. Yeah, and when did the incident take place? If you don't mind me asking,
1: Be- uh, in the beginning of December.
0: So just recently. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm really glad that you were okay and that, yeah, uh, yeah, that the but yeah. police officer was there because yeah. – uh, but I feel like, um, you know, we often talk about, uh, you know, singing uh, or writing about experiences that happen to you yeah. uh, because uh, – or even just writing as um, uh, uh prose or poetry, not just uh, uh, music, but um, – and you re- write something that happens to you and you wind up reaching other people who have similar experiences. And uh, so that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Because you're writing sort of um, Western, uh, uh, I'm going to call it again, Gothic, uh, Gothic Western. Do you find that there's an audience in Amsterdam that's willing to listen to that kind of music? I mean, Amsterdam is pretty global in terms yeah, of everything. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it's not something that I would have guessed I would have heard coming out of uh
1: no, it's, you know. it's more common in Utrecht. Oh, okay. There's like a folk Americana scene in Utrecht. But like it's more common to listen to Americana music like in villages and in the eastern parts of the Netherlands and in the southern parts of the Netherlands. But I try and combine it a little bit with rock influences. And, um, and uh, there is an audience in Amsterdam who, yeah. who feel my um, sleazy Americana yeah. sound. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's uh, but there are so many singer songwriter uh, events in Amsterdam. So I can always choose between: am I going to do this as a singer songwriter, or am I going to do this with my band? Mm-hmm. And for me, as a singer songwriter, Amsterdam is uh, there's a lot more to discover than what I've been doing. And for me, with my band, it's more outside of Amsterdam. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I've seen that a lot uh, based on all the people that I've spoken to uh, in the music scene. That there's a lot of open mic nights for singer-songwriters, yeah. and there's a demand for that in Amsterdam or in the bars uh, and and pubs yeah. around, uh, whereas I haven't seen much in, in the way of um, Battle of the Bands or or just uh, no, right? uh, bands playing outside of, I mean, the the draw from popular musicians yeah. uh, and bands. I know that Mumford & Sons played recently. <laughs> so we we do get the draw for that, but I, I don't see a lot of uh, sort of the high school bands or... Uh, or even university bands, places for them to play, yeah. um, that I would have seen uh, back where I'm from in North America. That's quite yeah, quite. That's popular. crazy, right? Yeah.
1: And again, that's more in, in Utrecht. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Amsterdam, there's a lot for singer-songwriters, but it has to be said that many times there is no fee or there's, uh, you just get beers, yeah. <laughs> you have to sing for free. So there's just an overkill um, um, in musicians. Yeah. In everybody really, wants it. Yeah, everybody everybody wants here. to play and everyone yeah. wants to sing. And yeah. so that's difficult. But actually, I've, I've, I did notice that a lot of times on like singer-songwriter evenings, I'm the only female oh, singer-songwriter. Really? And a lot of uh, female singer-songwriters I know have the same experience. Hmm. So I'm kind of um, going <laughs> to yeah. put on my activist uh, uh, vest and I'm beginning a project. It's called The Roar. Um, and i'm gonna organize um music events to showcase female singer-songwriters well it's
0: interesting that you say like that you say you're only finding or that you're finding yourself the only woman at a uh an open mic night but then when you talk to all the other female artists that you know they're also the only women so clearly there's other women who are in the event that you are in correspondence with
1: yeah yeah there are a lot of female musicians performing it's yeah. not that they're not performing but it's always more male more male yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so there, there's clearly enough musicians to make like a, yeah. a female night happen yeah. uh that would be dedicated to that um which i think is excellent uh, have you started this project at all or is this something on the horizon like I've s- i
1: yeah I've start- i have like a lineup already and okay. i have a name and i have merch and i'm in contact with a few locations Nice. more interested so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna choose location so i know more
0: is there soon. a is there a website or or uh, instagram or something where people can find and follow you start uh, already Have you not yet far? because yeah, okay. it's
1: gonna go online once i get the dates and the oh, location okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. i can i can um, uh, share information as well or oh, else be... it's just just a name uh so look out for the roar, the roar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
0: excellent that sounds uh, really really awesome um so uh, about your band which I guess I'm when you play in the band uh, you're playing guitar. Yeah. And uh, are you guys doing sort of this uh, uh sleazy americana as you called it or are you playing more uh like classic rock and roll and what is your role in the band?
1: Uh it's mostly my songs as well and I'm the I'm the lead and the uh uh vocalist and a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And there is not a guitar player, a bass player and uh, we're currently doing auditions for a new drummer. Um, hard to find, <laughs> yes. hard,
0: hard to find, and hard to keep.
1: Oh, I'm surprised by the uh, by the really cool experienced drummers that are. Oh, cool!
0: That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
1: really cool. And that's more, I think, more American and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So a little bit less sleazy, uh, and a little bit more uh, uh, at yeah, the party Americana. Yeah. kind of music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: you say that you're sort of the leader of of uh, of this band. So how do you dif- differentiate which songs will go towards? Uh, Mustang Medicine, and which songs will go towards your singer-songwriter, Mustang Lola? Uh,
1: The songs that have, like, the ghosty kind of vibe are Mustang Lola songs. And Mustang Medicine is also being led by one of my best friends, Anne Kreuter, and he writes songs as well. So uh, the songs that go well together, those are the Mustang Medicine songs, yeah. Yeah.
0: And when you go to write, do you sort of write uh, with that in mind? Like, this one's going to be for mustang lola yeah or is it more like uh you just start fiddling around and something comes out and you're like this fits in this camp whereas this other song fits in this camp or is it much more deliberate
1: yeah the second thing i just fiddle around and then (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, and then um, um and there are different versions of the same song one version i do as mustang lola and the second version i do as mustang medicine and it's more raw and more yeah. Electric guitar solos. And- is
0: it mandatory for everyone in Mustang Medicine to have Mustang as a <laughs> preface for their name, like no. Mustang Dan, Mustang Eric, Mustang Lola? Is it, is that a part of the band, or is that just coincidence?
1: That's, no, no, it's not coincidence. But the the name of the band was picked because Mustang um was um, referring t- to me as as a like a wild horse, and okay. not the car. that Well, and Medicine is referring to the friend of mine I started the band with, and is. His last name is uh, Medicine in Dutch.
0: Oh, okay. Like Krauter, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So so that's how it came together. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So it's it's Mustang, Lola and Medicine yeah. together. Oh, that exactly. makes a lot. Yeah. I was just wondering if that was, this was some sort <laughs> of like, uh, um, you know, some bands have a uh, sort of theme or a um, a bit, yes. a, a, a gag that they add on to their, um, that's really, really interesting. That's really cool. <laughs> um, so the last song you're going to play for us is Unholy Evening Prayer. Yeah. And when you sent me the demos, this is my favorite song actually of the of the three that that you or the two that you sent. But uh, this is my favorite one. Um, and when you talk about haunting, this one truly I think has that ghosty feel to it, yeah. which is really really cool. Um, you want to talk about this one a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> it's got an interesting. I'm a little bit scared about talking. No, about no, 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 it. no, no, no. I think you should be. Uh... No,
1: yeah, that's it's if it's one of the songs that I wrote in February as well, and I just had to write a song, and I was lying in bed and i was like okay what am i gonna write about <laughs> okay i'm quite horny right now so i probably write a song about that so that's what i yeah what i did yeah, yeah. so it's actually about masturbating yeah
0: yeah yeah and it, i it's the best song <laughs> it's so good the song gets stuck in my head especially the the the, the um the chorus line yeah. cool. um uh he he's on my skin i think is the line that you use um I don't know if you're saying he's on my skin, but... N-
1: no, because uh, or it's... heat on
0: my skin? Heat on my heat skin. Heat on yeah. my skin. Sorry, sometimes it's hard to, yeah. to hear. But yeah, because there's no
1: heat involved yeah, in this story. Yeah, that's I figured I said <laughs> masturbating,
0: but, but heat's on my skin. I don't know. It's something about the way that you sang that and the way that uh, the lyrics are in that chorus were really, really good. Thanks. So um, that one's my favorite. So, um, so it's weird that you sort of had to jam these all in. Uh, that song in particular... Uh, I thought was, again, with this really haunting idea. So I wondered, have you thought about uh, um, moving into recording some of these in a more, uh, I guess, I'm using finger quotes, official status into making yeah. an actual album with, with high production value?
1: Yeah, I really want to do like an EP or an, a solo album. Yeah. Um, I have so many ideas for this song, how they can be produced better and more ghostly and yeah. <laughs> more golly and everything so yeah that's definitely on my on my schedule for yeah. coming year because yeah.
0: that song in particular i think cool. is really really good like i was like this is something you could definitely hear on the ah, radio cool, like um, ah. and i don't just mean uh, our radio because of course you've heard it there now so you've heard <laughs> it here first folks um but i also mean uh um like that is a that has single material you know what yeah. i mean it has that magic about it that ah, cool. that uh that makes it pop um, cool. i'm already
1: working on it with uh with the bass player and a guitar player of my band yeah. to not do it as mustang medicine but do it as a mustang lola song but with
0: a fuller sound yeah, yeah and yeah.
1: the bass line that uh, she came up with is so good oh, like I'm oh my to god it. the bass line is insane it's yeah. so cool so it, it, I, I guess it's gonna be there soon yeah <laughs>
0: i'm excited i'm excited so i mean while we're on the, the topic, when we move into uh, right before you play it, um, where can people find you online so we can we can wait yeah, 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 with yeah. bated breath for single version of, of Unholy Evening Prayer Yeah,
1: um, I'm on Instagram uh, as mustanglola.music and I'm on Facebook as mustanglola, yeah. so you can look me up.
0: Awesome, cool. And are you playing any shows or anything uh, coming up soon within the next month or so?
1: Oh yeah, I'm playing in Rotterdam this Thursday. Uh, for an opening of a film about a
0: that's the 16th country I think. Yeah, yeah about
1: a country singer. Um, I'm doing um, the singer songwriter festival, the Brave in Amsterdam okay. in the in the summer. Yeah. Um, and a few more festivals as well. A madness festival. It's a surfing festival <laughs> on uh, Ameland. It's an okay. island. And uh, Surfana festival is another surf festival. Uh, so just check out my yeah. Facebook and you'll see. But you got it. lots yeah. going
0: all summer long, then. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. do. Yeah. Well, awesome. So, uh, um, Mustang Lola, thank you so much for joining us at Nights at the Oval Table. Thank and you. why don't you take us out with the last song? Okay.
2: Yeah